0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all listening to the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, and I'm your host, Victory. BX Supreme Promoter, basically. Nah, I mean, nah, I'm Shane, basically. Yo, um, before I start this episode, anybody that liked this episode of the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, I'll be very grateful. Um, if anyone could make uh, a small donation, my link is Grind Ethics Cash App. That's Grind Ethics Cash App. Also, you can follow me on Grind Ethics Twitter, follow me at Grindethics, um, Grind Ethics Media at Instagram, Grind Ethics Mixtape Show at Instagram. I got two Instagram pages. But anyway, <laughs> um I'm here with um event promoter. Big advocate of the independent music world, and also a relationship counselor, right? Yes. With my um sister Ashley, what's going on, Ashley? Hey
1: there. What's
0: going on? So I'm basically, I'm basically in the, uh a a dynamic duo, basically.
1: Batman. Is-
0: Batman and Batman and Batwoman. There ain't no Robin here, right?
1: Nope. <laughs> no, no Robin. No Robin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, virtual open mics man yes yes
2: yes so uh, basically uh, thanks for that uh, great introduction uh, you know we, me and you go way back uh, way back back when I actually used to rap back yeah. in the day uh, and um, uh, I, I always did shows I, I, you've been to any one of my shows
0: yeah swag on a mic swag on a mic, <laughs> swag on the mic
2: right? yeah, it's crazy right <laughs> yeah so uh so, yeah, so I always was doing my own shows. But, you know, as an artist, you need your shows. So I would do shows, and I would also put other artists on shows. Eventually, I stopped rapping, but I continued doing the shows. So I've been doing this for a little while now, doing these shows. And now that the pandemic has hit, everything's shut down. So I'm like, man, what are we going to do? Because, you know, we can't really, you know, get our money the way we used to get our money. So... We came up with this idea to help artists to learn more about financial literacy and to sort of broaden their scope because, to be honest, a lot of the artists in the game right now are doing this stuff. So we wanted to also present this to artists, the independent artists that may not know about this stuff.
0: Yeah, I remember. Um, ten years ago, we was just talking about. I was just talking about it, but ten years ago, me and you was talking about this shit, financial scene and all that. Robert Kiyosaki, rich, rich dad, poor dad, and um, yeah. we were talking about this years ago. Now, niggas is just now now up on on it. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah.
2: uh, yeah, definitely. I remember those conversations, and that was always my thing. Uh, trying to. Uh, learn uh, well. Put in my music as well, like like financial literacy, real estate, and like that. You know, back in the day. So I always, you know, had that there. So now, being that it's a shutdown, to slow down, I figured that we, you know, we can do this as, on a virtual level.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Did it feel funny? Oh, but matter of fact, you, you, you're doing your first virtual joint pretty soon. It's coming up soon.
2: Uh, Actually, this Thursday. September 10th. September
0: 10th, yep. Okay, that's cool. Was it hard to get um, artists together? Was they kind of skeptical about it?
2: Um, No, actually, uh, it's been the opposite. They've been pretty excited anticipating it. I I think that, you know, everyone's seeing that that the times is getting rough and challenging, that, you know what, (laughs) I have to also look into doing other things because... You know, you don't want to be left out if you're just doing one thing. So you want to have multiple tools in your shed. So when one shed is or one door is closed, you can open up another. So this is this is what this is all about.
0: Okay, definitely. Um, now this situation that we're going through right now, as far as the pandemic, I call it a pandemic. Because uh, <laughs> I know a thousand people that just recovered from the so-called coronavirus. But anyway, <laughs> that's some other stuff. But anyway, during this time that we're living in right now, do you see artists of different types more business-minded? Or is it still the same? Oh, I don't feel like doing this shit. I don't. I don't like the business. I just want to get paid and be creative.
2: I think the artists that are successful, um, they they see it as a business. I think the artists that may have a one hit wonder situation or you might see them for a flash, those are the ones that don't know none about the business because eventually if you can't replicate, you know, that type of that level of music, which is like typically they don't, you know, one hit wonder, they they have a hard time coming back because they don't understand how to do other things, diversify themselves. It's harder for them to stay afloat. Even like, because a lot of artists, like uh, Camil- uh, I think it's his name, Pamillionaire, or uh, he he actually is a, has a lot of businesses going on on the entrepreneur uh, the entrepreneur side, and people don't know that. But because he doesn't have hit records and he's not, you don't see him on TV. People think he just fell off. So I think that you know the ones that you see, you don't really see them. Hear, don't hear nothing from them don't don't they don't got nothing going on so i think it's it's sort of like the ones that you see have the success they understand the business
0: okay okay that's so tell us about
1: i think that you know artists any artist with a sound mind would want to replicate the success or at least follow the pathway uh, some of the greatest artists out there, like Nipsey Hustle. he was really big on entrepreneurship, you know, um, getting into the cryptocurrency market. You got Rick Ross who's the boss. He, he opened several Wingstop franchises, right? And he also is big in the real estate game. You got Jay Z, of course, who's involved in tech, cryptocurrency. Uh, who else do we have? Master P, right. who is all about diversifying his assets and his income stream. Right. So in any event, I think that collectively artists that want reach a certain plateau of success should already be tapping into diverse in- um, income streams and, you know, um, opening up their mind to alternative ways of expressing their creativity, yes, but also making sure that their finances are secured. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I've I seen it a lot. Now, um, you have the mainstream artists like Snoop Dogg and DMX doing live streaming. Um, oh, what's That's her name? A Joe. Amanda Seal was doing. She did the whole BET joint in her house.
1: Yes, she
0: did. <laughs> I gotta see. Y'all you, you seen it?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: How was it? Was it was it bootleg or was it official? It was amazing to me. You
1: know, it was really interesting to see technology come alive in ways that we just haven't witnessed that in right. previous years. You know, so with this pandemic. Um, You know, so it has had, you know, a a negative impact as far as our social perception of what's going on, right? And some of us might be worried about our jobs and our our, uh, family members. At the same time, technology in its innovative nature Absolutely.
0: Exactly. I see a lot of artists, because I've been talking to artists myself, especially a lot of um, um, music producers. They don't really get that music, the music business is really the, it, no, they don't really get, I'm sorry, they don't get that advertising is the new music business. Because you look at live streaming, like on Tidal, Spotify, like people like 6 um, 9 Cardi B, uh, name any famous artist that getting paid through live streaming, but that live streaming money is not coming from Title's payroll or Spotify's right. payroll. It's coming from advertising. So <laughs> you know what I mean. And a lot of independent artists, so-called underground artists, a lot of them just don't get it. It's advertising. Advertising is the new, the new music business. Now, even right now, I'm trying to get some some um, companies to sponsor a few artists or a couple of artists or whatever that got numbers okay you know that's
2: good yeah yeah that's what yeah the endorsements is very key um you know these brands they're always looking for innovative ways to market their business so if an artist is creative and innovative and they can make a whole lot of money they'd be like streams yeah i like you know of course you want to get the streams but it's not so they're not so tied to it because shows right now like i said that that are you giving them? And if we think that we have something that could really help them in
0: that case. Okay, definitely, definitely. Now, yeah, what I was about to ask, you, I just lost my thought.
2: Oh, sorry about that, man. We do what we do, man. We, we go in.
0: <laughs> now, usually, now, usually the, the answers, well, when people um, answer my questions, is longer. Yours is kind of short. I just forgot my thought. <laughs> okay, okay. But... Yeah, we, we uh, yeah, a little bit young. you know, we'd we'll be here forever, but um, but yeah, tell us about your history as a as an MC, your trials and tribulations. That's what I was about to ask yeah.
2: you. Yeah, well, uh, this was like the last song I put out had to be maybe twenty eleven. So about going on ten years since I've been um, actively doing music, but like one of the things that I always wanted to do back when um, I was doing my thing was I wanted to always be different from what the artists. I, w- I wanted to have my own lane. Like I want, I always just like so. If everybody's going that way, if everyone's wearing big chains, I'm not gonna wear no chain. Like that was always my thought because i knew as an artist that you always have to sort of diversify yourself and make yourself different if you really want to stand out like if you see a lot of the young artists today that kind are of doing their thing they're completely different from the rest you know they have their own thing going on so when i was doing my thing back then i was always about i called it the legal hustle and 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 to be honest i'm kind of shocked to see no other artists really do it besides like you might see Like, I think Nas had a song on entrepreneurship. So you might see Jay-Z and those guys. You know, they they in the billionaire, multi-millionaire category. But, like, you don't really see, like, younger artists in their prime really taking advantage of that lane. So, like, I wanted to do the legal hustle where basically I was just as flashy as the trappers, but I don't trap. You know, I can show you real estate. I can show you this. And I'm cool. I I talk the the same talk they talk. And, you know, I got the same beats they got. But, um, you know, I'm not uh, doing the same things they do or, so, so speaking, or promoting the same things they promote. So, like, I say that as an artist, if you really want to um, have success, I would suggest you try to find that lane. Like, the baby, for example, he actually came out with a diaper. And, you know, that was his thing. Yeah, that oh, was his way of separating himself from the pack. So, like, I always wanted to, to just be different. I say... Do something different you know not don't do something different to the point where it's not you be yourself that's nothing be authentic to yourself while doing things differently and you will shine so that that that's i would suggest that like that would be that's always what i try to do i always try to like okay uh what's what, what's going on now knowing what's going on now how can i come with my style and i had to always blend it with what was going on so like back then the shop was really heavy and you know uh, I'm from Brooklyn, so I had to rap on some Southern beats while keeping my my sound, my you know my voice, my cadence, my New York style. But like I had to blend it with what was going on. And at the time, the South was really uh, going heavy. So you have to know what's what's also going on in the game right now, and you you sort of have to play off that. Not that you have to copy that, but you got to sort of blend in so people can recognize you.
0: But and stay in your lane though. Positioning Position yourself like you know that way. Yeah, mm, I hear that. That's that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, you was talking about yeah. Artists definitely got to be creativity. Matter of fact, I want to I want to talk about this one artist I know named um um Deacon Burns from Counterclockwise. This okay. brother's been rapping for years. He's in his forties. I'm assuming he's in his forties. Uh, and he has his Where own is cartoon, from? huh? Where's he from? He's from Cleveland. Cleveland.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, um, he he has his own um um cartoon web series. There you go. And I was like, yo, that's genius. And he cooperate his music in his cartoon series, and he'd be like rapping. Him and his wife be actually rapping. In a cartoon and whatnot. And they be having like different episodes, different scenario, <laughs> different type of scenarios and shit. You know what I mean? I was like, that's baby. Very... Yo, a lot of rappers haven't really... He's the only rapper that I know that tapped into the animated world. My man, Godhead, the general, who was also on Grind Ethics. Um It's funny because he was on Grind Ethics. He's... Anyway... The... There's been a guest on Grind Ethics. I just got to brag. They've both been guests on Grind Ethics two times. Uh-huh. Anyway, my man got here. Second dude. He's the second dude I know that actually incorporated um, the the animated thing with hip-hop. Well, 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 having his own actual podcast show. His little vlog show. He got like a little vlog slash cartoon show. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's,
2: that's big. The anime world
0: is big. Yeah. It's and big it, world. And it's crazy how cats haven't really, how even hip-hop heads haven't really even dug into different aspects of marketing. Because I still don't understand, it's beyond me, why most hip-hop DJs that produce beats don't play their beats on stage or in parties. Like, I only know a few hip-hop DJs that do that. Like, why, why you think that's so? Like, that's just crazy to me
2: <laughs> you know I think because it's kind of hard to play something new when everyone's is there to hear things they're familiar with and like I think like um back in the day they would they would be more suited to do that like today like they might give you a shot if it's hot or if you got a name so like if, you know of course if you're like a big time producer slash like black um, he probably has done that. Um, but like, I think that a lot of the times, like, these DJs, they're just getting it for the check, you know. You know, you hire a DJ to come in um, if he's not doing his own party. You know, he got a set hour, hour to set. You got to play a certain amount of songs. Promoters want you to play a certain amount of songs. So I think because of the business of it and a lot of the times, like, the parties, like I said, you just hired to do a party, um, you might not. It might not come across your mind to slip in a beat, um, but I'm pretty sure people have done it. But uh, if you're saying why more than don't do it, I, I would assume it's because of that.
0: Because the majority of bag, people don't do it. You know? The majority yeah, hip hop DJs. You get your bag man, And huh?
2: Get about it, you know. Like
0: that, that's what that's what I could think of to be honest. Yeah. Be wrong, but, okay. but um, yo, what y'all think? Um, since we in the subject of artists and creativity and artists making money, what you think about Patreon?
2: Patreon.
1: What are your thoughts on that,
2: Ash?
1: Patreon is great, you know, um, as far as YouTube is concerned, but also anyone who has lost content on the Internet that they want to utilize for subscriptions and fans. I mean, only fans kind of functions on that I thing. I knew you to <laughs> go there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that Patreon is dope. It's a great way to, you know, have people that are creatives as well as, you know, professionals in other spaces monetize their content, you yes. know? Uh, on a residual basis where there is a monthly feature. Yeah. So um, I think that it's innovative. It's something that we actually need to integrate more so, and I do project that in the future we'll have other diversified um, avenues outside of just uh, OnlyFans as well as Patreon in which yeah. people can uh, create content-locked systems where they can monetize residually. Yeah, Exactly. That, very
0: important. Exactly, because I'm learning right now On social media, no matter whether you're a vocalist, a music producer, a DJ, a podcaster, whatever you do, it's good to be... So Now I'm seeing when people are saying, be selectively famous. You don't have to promote to everybody. Uh, You don't have to have millions of fans or thousands of fans at first time. Lock in at least your first 10 fans your first ten fans, girls, <laughs> of what you do, and, and lock them in in some type of subscribership where they pay a monthly fee and they're really into what you're doing. You be like, "Yo, I, I'm I'm gonna grant y'all something that that other people don't get for free, or that other people don't get, or what you can't get for free." You know what I mean? Because um, I always use Queens Queens Flip as an example, who's a oh, famous podcaster. God. Who Queens Flip? Yeah, you gotta hook me up with an interview, Queens Flip. <laughs>
2: Um, um I, I do know somebody that knows him,
0: but... <laughs> Yo, I you know, see how I jumped on that real quick? <laughs> I know.
2: I like, I like the way he does the thing because that, it really goes to the core of what I'm saying about being innovative. Like, if you watch his interviews, he has his own interviewing style, So he can get something out of somebody that another interviewer could get it because their style doesn't really... Journalist can't
0: do what he does exactly. You know, they couldn't
2: get that type of feedback, you know, they'd be
0: like, Oh, you know, they'll look at you crazy. But with him, he could get away with that. He you could know? get, yeah, yeah, he could definitely get away with it. But I was saying with him, um, he was talking about this interview interviewing Alpo and all that. But he, because you know, a lot of people want to know about Alpo and all that. He didn't do too many uh, interviews, mm-hmm. and um, and he was like, Fuck it, I'm gonna interview Alpo. And and he told the audience, yo, if you wanna see the if you wanna hear the actual interview of Alpo, um, go to my Patreon. You gotta pay for my Patreon. And I'm like, Dad, I would pay for some yep. shit like that, to tell you the truth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. You get,
2: you gotta you gotta be able to monetize the content. Of course you give a lot of free content, but you gotta be able to monetize, find a way to monetize because the people wanna support. The people will support you if they're feeling if they rocking with you and you're giving them the content they need. You could just put a price on it. Hey, twenty dollars, fifteen dollars. You, you got to do it, you know, because even like tw- ten, you start with ten. Ten could turn into a hundred, you know. Uh, but you got to start somewhere. So yeah, artists definitely need to um, find a way to do that to monetize their content um, because the fans today, even like when I was rapping, it was different. Like, because the fans today. They want to know what you're doing. They want to see that. They want to see you 24-7. Yeah. So you in the studio, you in the bed just chilling. They want to see that. You know, they, they want to see what, what it's like in between the interview, what you did from going to, you know, to Breakfast Club, then to the studio, then to the, the meeting at, at this expensive
0: restaurant, and, you know, all of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and and for us who are marketers... You know, we could definitely manage people's Patreons, you know what I'm saying? See, I'm a hustler. I'm from Harlem, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking at that shit. I'm looking at that new shit, <laughs> new ways to get money. So it's like, yo, because a lot of artists are lazy and they don't want to even promote themselves on social media. They just want to be creative. And I'm like, yo, uh, the lazy, I, I call it the lazy market. You know, you can make a lot of money doing things that people don't want to do. People just don't want to do. The simplest things. I'm like, you going to pay me for that? Okay, I ain't
1: right,
2: <laughs> And
0: that's why E-40 was one of my
2: favorite, like, entrepreneur slash artists in the game because he's just a straight hustler. He's just like, and he embodies what hustle is. And for him to be here, I think, 30 years, 32 years straight and still dropping projects, still dropping EPs. Still doing well. Of course, I wasn't really doing shows right now, but, you know, still being active. Like, you have to have that mentality. And the laziness is why I sort of got turned off from working with artists one-on-one. Because I used to do a lot of promotion for certain artists. But, like, when it's time for them to pull their fair share of the work, it's like, oh, I want you to do it. And they're not even paying you enough, really, to get anything really done. So
0: Oh, so you basically... I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah. I'm saying the lazy artists is they're, they're they're very it, it makes the game a whole lot it, it makes the whole the situation a whole lot more difficult because it, it's more than just being talented. There's a million talented artists like that's not going to get you over there. I'm sorry. I wish it I wish it was, but it, it's more to it than just that. It's more to it than just
0: that. exactly. See a lot of people. I'm gonna give you just next example. Um. You know, they supposed, to, you know, there's two Jordans, right? You have Larry Jordan and Michael Jordan. A lot of people right. don't know. You, Larry Jordan is the big brother of Michael Jordan. And right. Larry Jordan's supposed to be in the NBA. He's supposed to be a legend with the, with the, with the championship rings and all that shit. But for some reason, he didn't make it. I don't think he even made it to college, but he was better than Michael Jordan. He was practically, he was like maybe still the only one that could beat Jordan. Well, maybe, well, maybe one of the few people that could beat Jordan because you have a lot of street legends. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like every star is
2: like three legends that you never heard of that used to. That's gonna say if they're still around. Oh, I used to kill LeBron in in, in sophomore year of high school. I used to eat his, you know, eat him up. But LeBron had what it takes to get him to the next level, and he's willing to do the things that a lot of these other dudes aren't, ain't willing to do. Because, like I said, it, yes, the talent, LeBron is super talented as well. But it's more than just the talent. You gotta have the other facets there to to make it a package, a package deal. So it, it's just not about the. I, I wish it was. I really do. Because then you probably have a whole different landscape. But it's not just
0: about that. Exactly. It used to be when we was growing up back in the '90s. To a certain degree, it was. It, yeah, to a certain degree, it was like maybe you have to be talented. Maybe like maybe a little bit over fifty percent of the time it was about the talent, but not no more. I tell cats, going back to the artists, this is not the nineties no more. Stop treating the shit as yeah. like the nineties. Like stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop okay. it. But That's it, 2020. exactly. <laughs> but anyway, oh yeah, let's talk about this whole relationship thing. Y'all got me. In the lockdown, watching relationship movies, doing the lockdown, and I don't even like relationship movies. Now I do. Y'all got me liking it now. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, well, we we you know we we uh because we
2: call, we call ourselves the power duo. You know we 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 do you know we have our own things individually going on, but when we come together, it's amazing. Like for this event, uh, the color money series uh, event is 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 amazing. What we got lined up for the artists. And we definitely want artists to check it out. Um, Ash, you want to chime in on that? On the
1: event? As far as, like, okay, so as far as, you know, um, relationships are concerned and how that marries to uh, business, right? I think it's a delicate balance, right? Um, Karan being a relationship coach has pretty much mirrored, you know, the qualities of what an ideal partner is right um from a business perspective right oh, thank but you. also thank as a from a from a relationship romance perspective right so like as far as um i guess blending the two components together i think it's really important to just understand that each of us are individuals but again like karan was saying when we come together we we make magic um it's a delicate dance right between acknowledging your partner as your business associate but then being soft enough right in your business dealings to realize that you know what um they are my partner as well and vice versa um so how does that play into the color money of that series right essentially i am in the world of finance right however before this i was an entertainment publisher, right? And so, what Karan and I used to do was we came together. In fact, Karan and I met when I was representing a fashion company, and I was right. doing, you know, um, a a branded launch event right. for them, yeah. right? And so Karan came, and he he performed at my at my uh, at my event. Wow. doing events together, so we did the Urban Billboards together, we did Street King Urbanics together, mm-hmm. we did the industry Takeover together, yeah. uh, and we worked with numerous music industry uh, influencers and yeah. gatekeepers. We worked on, um, this is not our first virtual event, we actually did an online event before called Music Label Webinars. Right. So, you know, like, as far as Color Money is concerned, it's just a marriage of all of those influences. You know, the name of the game, and that's a void that we are here to fill. You know what it is, too? It's not just artists, it's just people. But
2: um, we're focusing on artists now. There's definitely people that are in, in a tough line. And mm-hmm. as you spoke about the downside, I just want to say something real quickly. People think that 2021 is going to come and it's going to be a whole lot better.
1: Right.
2: That's not guaranteed. So you still want to put yourself in a position to capitalize on opportunities that may present themselves. That's what I want.
1: I just want to add this real quick, um, as just to piggyback on what Karan just said. It is not going to get any better, actually.
2: Mm, okay.
1: okay. Like, flat yeah. out. Just the market <laughs> in general, right? We're in bearish territory. I'm a forex trader, so I'm speaking from experience. I can see what's happening in the market with various types of currency. The dollar is plummeting. We are moving and transitioning into a cashless society. There are banks right now that are literally telling you straight up, It's the dollar, say divide to the dollar and to the digital world. I just received an email last month from Bank of America telling me, leave cash in the dust. (laughs) Okay? Bank of America already signed deals with Warren Buffett to expand, right, to Bitcoin and accepting Bitcoin, you know, as a primary, as a one of their primary sources.
0: Yeah, the news is bullshit. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, oh, you know, we're in bullish territory. Oh, there's, there's, uh, optimistic speculation because.
0: You know what? We're going to have to do a part 2. We're going to have to do a part 2 of this. I'm going to stop this one interview. We're going to do a, a, a definitely a part 2 cuz what you all talking about is definitely interesting. But I don't want this one to be too long because you know people got a, a short attention span. But um I'm going to stop this and we're going to get back to right, we're going to get back with my sister Ashley and my brother Karan right here on the Grand this mixtape show. And remember, peoples, tell a friend. the a friend. That's all about the motherfucking grind, basically.